25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to. They are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the West right tight. That's left. 372 Y sticks. He's The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. Oh, my goodness. Roger, I'm just sitting here talking away, man. And it's totally not your fault. It's my fault. There's a little... scared me for a minute there. Well, look, look, I'm just sitting here talking away. You're going to, you're going to laugh too, because I could send you the audio clip of my end where I'm just talking away, but you can't hear me. And there's one reason why. You got hooked up. No, I was hooked up. I definitely was. I heard you. I heard the open. I'm ready to go. I'm like, here we go. It's Friday. Are y'all glad it's Friday? But I, me, I'm the only one that can hear. Me and God are the only people that can hear me talking because right over here next to my microphone is a little red button. And if that red button is pressed, then you, Roger, and everybody else can hear me. But if it's not, nobody can hear me. (laughs) So guess what? It wasn't pressed. Now, explain to me how somebody of my age that has the same routine five days a week, 52 weeks a year, does the same thing every day over and over and over. Explain to me how that person comes in here and has that one little thing he doesn't do on a particular day. How it is that that didn't happen today. I, I mean, how is that not a habit by now? I've seen people do that just, just one day. Just one day? Just forgot to yeah. hit the red button? Yeah. It literally is the most important thing I do prior to each radio show. <laughs> when you think about it, I mean, seriously, when you think about it, the single solitary most important thing I do every day is turn that red button on. Because if that doesn't happen, then Matt's not on the radio, period. End of story. It matters. It doesn't matter how much show prep, how many good interviews are lined up, how many original thoughts I might have stacked away, how much the info, you know, good info, analysis. None of that matters unless I hit that red button. And today, I didn't press it. <laughs> well, if I'd come in here a little earlier and uh, tried to chat you up, we'd have figured it out beforehand. But I didn't. I didn't do that today. I kind of slid in here boy. about two At- minutes to go. So I'll take part of that. Okay. All right. At- good team player right there, Roger. Yeah. I'm holding up my hand. Uh, just shouldering part of the blame for something really that ain't even nearly your fault. But that's what good teammates do, I guess. All right, so here we go. As I was saying, but nobody but me and God could hear it, are you all happy it's Friday? I know I am. I am tickled that it's Friday, but I will be honest with you, Roger. Um, let, let me just put it this way. You know this. This is not um, you know any kind of secret. Nine out of ten 
radio shows here, if you listen to this radio show, about nine out of ten, the show is never about the show. It's sports content and that kind of stuff and guests and calls and texts and all this. Are you sure you're listening to the zone? (laughs) I'm saying this show. I, I don't mean. Uh, oh, yeah, right, right, right. I mean, you pulled a gridiron today, though. Right. Okay, that's what I'm saying. About 9 out of 10 on this radio show, the Matt Wyatt show, you listen 9 out of 10 times, it's not about this show. It's, we, you know. And I, I and others have had a, had a good time. We pick on, say, for instance, the gridiron in the middle of the day with Chris and Ben. I even tweeted him one time and picked on him. I said, I love how your show is really just about the show. <laughs> and it's funny. They have a great show because they are entertaining. Those two guys could, in my opinion, sit around and talk about, you know, what's in the top drawer of their desk, and it would be funny and interesting. And that's really – I like it. I'm fine with that. Talk slow. Chris is writing this down probably. Okay, he's writing it down. I like it. Yeah, topic idea. Topic idea, Chris. What's in the top drawer? What's in your glove compartment? Just go through it. Anyway, but but this is what like a Monty Hall thing going on. <laughs> yeah. Who has a paper clip twisted yeah. in a figure eight in their purse? That's right. Does anybody have a rabbit's foot? Yeah, so but this is a situation where um at the last minute a couple things happened with some guests lined up to be on today's show. There's potentially one big guest still hanging out there that may pop on at the last minute. You know, kind of like yesterday, Roger, when Ben McDonald of ESPN was able to hop on at the last minute. He's a pretty big deal. Pretty big deal. That was fun. And it may happen again today. We'll see. And for folks out there listening, I thought I told Matt off the air, he's he's such a nice and genuine guy. Mm-hmm. When he, you're talking to him, you know, it's one-on-one. Same guy. Yeah, same guy. Just nice guy. And let's be honest, you know, a lot of TV people especially, but number one overall draft picks, you may not always run into that. Some you do, some you don't. But, yeah, he's a really nice guy. But, yes, uh, what I'm telling you is, with about five minutes to go before the open for today's show fired, I basically have no idea what in the world this show is going to be about today on a Friday because everybody knows what's coming. Around here, you got Ole Miss fans excited about having a home SEC series against a good team in Florida. You have uh, state fans really pumped to see what their team's going to do on the road at Tennessee. While and and here's the thing: tonight, in this game tonight, Jake Mangum could very well. It could happen tonight, tomorrow, just whenever. Uh, he's going to break the Mississippi State all-time hits record. He's two away from tying Jeffrey Ray, three away from breaking it. So it'll happen here real quick. Uh, so, you know, we know those main storylines. Been previewing it and talking about it all week. But other than that, what is it? It's one of those rare times where you don't have some big pressing story that broke overnight and those kinds of things. There are some things from yesterday's show I didn't get to. I, I kept promising it, that information on the – the AAF deal just didn't get to it. There was other things that popped up that was uh, more interesting. Had a really interesting question yesterday on the text line. And I said that we would maybe uh, kick that subject around today on the show with you today. I, it's one of those where I'd rather talk with you about it than to you. But the question was, who's going to have the better year at quarterback, Matt Corral at Ole Miss or Keaton Thompson at Mississippi State? 
Um, so there's lots of different offshoots and stuff. And we'll get into some of that with you here today. But, again, long lead up just to tell you that coming in the show, you know, some guests get moved around and one needed to you know reschedule for another day and different things. I got to, you know, I'm going, well, what's this show going to be about? And with about three minutes before the show, something popped up that I found interesting that I did not know existed. So I thought, what the heck? It's a free-for-all Friday. I'm going to throw it out there. So that's what I'm going to do right now. I'm going to throw this at you. You decide if you find it interesting. And I did. I did not know this existed. So we'll try it on for size and see what happens. By the way, I'm Matt. I'm in the Farm Bureau studio. Inauspicious start today to the show. My fault. I'm Matt. I'm in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau. Go! With the home team. And I'm staying connected to you around the clock because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi. Hands down, C Spire customer inspired right now you can text the show 885 espn or 885-3776 so again 601 number 885 espn or give me a call on the divinity equipment phone it is 601-995-1059 easy to remember easy peasy lemon squeezy call it up 601-995-1059 Feel free to... Bluffy, um, Bluffy yeah. getting philosophical on the text line. Yeah, I, I saw that, and it's kind of long. I didn't have a chance maybe to read all the way through it here. I'll, I'll try. It's radio-friendly if you want to. Okay, so you've previewed it already? All right, yeah, so this is a text we just got from Fluffy Bottoms. What a name. <laughs> He's on the all-name team, Fluffy Bottoms. Let's keep up with that. All right, he says... Is is he talking about me? That the Native American weavers thing, yeah. And, all right, so Native American weavers in the Southwest were renowned for their craft. The artists would weave a flaw into their pattern because they believed if the pattern were too perfect, the soul of the weaver would get trapped. In the piece. Good thing you missed that button. You wouldn't want to set the bar too high. <laughs> I think I think we don't have to worry about getting caught up in any tapestry. Any you, know rugs. What? you know what, though? That phrase right there, the soul of the weaver. Two things. One, number well, that's one. That's a cool, that'd be a cool name for a band. Number right? one, I claim that for the title of my next podcast. Oh, I'm gonna launch. Soul of the Weaver. I'm gonna launch a podcast called The Soul of the Weaver, and it's gonna be a podcast where we don't pre-plan anything. Don't stop be weaving. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, Central Mississippi and North Mississippi. Hey, don't fear the weaver. And West Mississippi. <laughs> don't fear the weaver. Soul of the there Weaver. Soul of the Weaver is the name of my new podcast. I'm going to launch. It'll be a podcast where. I talk with people, and we have no preconceived plan ahead of time. We're going to weave anything, and the mistakes included, right on into the final tapestry. It's called Soul of the Weaver. And, yes, I'm going to start a band, and the band name will be Soul of the Weaver. And another thing, I had that same thought earlier. Somebody uh, tweeted at a media member who covers Mississippi State, who's also a Braves fan, and they tweeted him, and they said, 
who you know who has more of your allegiance i wanted to know if it was the atlanta braves or the mississippi state bulldogs and i thought okay moya more of your allegiance i'm stealing that one too for a name for something more of your allegiance m-o-y-a good old acronym i'm, I'm taking that one so I've, I've come away today with two including thanks to on the all name team fluffy bottoms a deep story that led me to the term soul of the weaver we do not want the soul of the weaver to get trapped into the uh, piece. Very interesting, Fluffy. Thank you. All right, uh, another text real quick. Will the Mississippi State baseball games be on television this weekend? Yeah, I can tell you that soon enough. I just got to look it up. I, I don't really know. I I've seldom find myself looking it up and really worrying about it, to be honest with you, because I watch everything on my iPhone and iPad anyway. I am not reliant upon it being on like a television channel. Because with all the, the SEC stuff, with anything Mississippi State related, whether it's on TV or not, it's going to be on your iPad or your iPhone on the Watch ESPN app. It's just the way it is. All right. Um, no. No television. Nothing like ESPN, ESPNU, or SEC Network, but you can get it on the SEC Network Plus and the Watch ESPN app or ESPN Plus, whichever one of those you have. First pitch today is scheduled for 5.30. I'm assuming that is Central Time because it would be 6.30 Eastern, which makes a lot of sense. 5 p.m. first pitch Saturday, 1 p.m. Sunday. Don't know about weather, but don't have television stuff for you. Don't have that. No, here's what I was going to tell you, Roger. Literally five minutes before you played the Open, and I was there, but I wasn't. Fifteen minutes ago? Yep, fifteen minutes ago. I looked at this, and I'm like, wait a minute, what is this? On this day in 1934, Babe Ruth, sponsored by Quaker Oats, agreed to do three 15-minute broadcasts a week on NBC. Now, that would be radio back then, okay? NBC Radio. The total of $39,000 for 13 weeks for him to do that was $4,000 more than his New York Yankees contract at the time. He was on the back end of what was a 22-year career in the mid-30s. But he was still this larger-than-life guy, even though he couldn't really hit the home runs like he used to. He's basically getting out of baseball. So I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. He, Babe Ruth did broadcasts. What do we mean he did broadcasts? He agreed to do three 15-minute broadcasts. I'm like, what is this? So I looked it up. And basically what it was is because he was sponsored, we had this endorsement deal with Quaker Oats. They go out and strike this deal. He agrees to it. They pay him a big portion of money to for his name and likeness to be used in this ongoing radio story series about him. the It's called The Adventures of Babe Ruth. And it's old-timey radio, and they paid him basically to use his name. And like every fourth or fifth episode, he would actually, he'd say something. <laughs> That's, I mean, like a word or two. Like, thanks for listening. And it was actually his voice. 
They had, but it, you know the old style stuff where they had, the, and it was basically sponsored by Quaker Oats and the Navy. And to this day, you can go online and listen to every last single one of them if you wanted to. Listen to what it sounded like. Well, I'll play it for you. Hang on. They had a. Here we go. They had a guy. There we go. They had a guy who was a sports writer. Shocking. Who voiced all this stuff. Play ball. Play ball with Babe Ruth. Play ball with the Navy. (laughs) How about that, Roger? The United States Navy brings you the adventures of Babe Ruth. And here to tell you about the fabulous and immortal Babe is his pal, the popular sports reporter, Steve Martin. Hello, everybody. Many of the things the big fella did, some of his most colorful feats, never got into the newspapers. But now they can be told. Right now, I'd like to tell you the inside story of a great young ball player named Dusty Cowan, who almost wrecked the Yankees, himself, and Babe Ruth. All right, so you get where this is going, Roger? This is a sports writer who, in real life, this is the voice of the real-life sports writer, who didn't know Babe Ruth and had covered him, they put him on the radio telling the story. They had actors who then, you know, the whole thing where they they would act it out on the radio. And do you know what Foley is? I know Roger knows what Foley is. I don't know. That's a that's a video thing. Well, you know, yeah, sound effects, basically. You know, but they would do it live during the show. So they got people in the studio about to act this thing out. Listen. We'll bring you the exciting story of Dusty and the Babe in just a moment. But because I'm an old Navy man myself, an enlisted man... Roger, now you're going to love this. Listen to this ad placement. ...man in one war and a commander in another, and a sports writer in between. I know what Jackson Beck has to say to you will be highly important. So, come on in, Jack. Okay, Steve, and thanks. Here's something for all young men between the ages of 18 and 25 to think about. Is the high cost of living getting you down? Are you getting those civilian blues? If so, then switch to Navy Blues. When you wear the Navy Blue, you get good pay and three square meals a day. In the Navy, you're secure. Every payday, sure. So if you're down, get up. Be on your way. See your Navy recruiting officer today. Here's Steve Martin again and the adventures of Babe Ruth. Now, keep in mind, we hadn't heard Babe Ruth's voice yet, have we? This is 1934, too. This is World War II is already starting to happen around the world. That's right. right? And and we just had, and the Navy sponsors it, and they're telling young men through the the adventures of Babe Ruth, come get great pay, guaranteed pay, and three square meals a day in the Navy. It's it's kind of uh, uh, sobering to think about mm-hmm. some some of the guys who probably were at Pearl Harbor may have heard that ad. That may have been the thing that you know when they were yeah spurred them into to joining. It's it, that encouraged them to do it. That's exactly right. And you know, I'm I'm also thinking that in you know and the 19- depression being on people looking for work and money and that kind of thing. Depression. You had World War II coming, and. Baseball was the biggest thing, period. You know, there was no NFL. 
football. I mean, it's just like this thing that college kids did, you know. But I mean, baseball was it. It encompassed everything. And Babe Ruth did, too. The biggest star, period, uh, in the country. And through the adventures of Babe Ruth, because he was sponsored by Quaker Oats, and they pay him all this money just to use his name. He's not even in it. And the Navy uses it as a recruitment tool. I don't know. I just found the whole thing fascinating. And I didn't even know that it existed. But you can go and listen to every single one of them if you want. You go Google that. I found it fascinating. Believe it or not, the show is off and running. On this Friday, here we go in the Farm Bureau studio, just getting started. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. have allowed the day to get started on a sour note. No, not because I didn't press my red button over here that turns my microphone on. Therefore, Roger couldn't hear me talking. Therefore, he didn't know that I was here. And I didn't know he couldn't hear me. So I'm just talking all just, you know, rambling on going. It's nothing to do with that. Even way before that, something happened. I'll tell you what it was. It was as I got out of my car to come into my office slash studio. I'll tell you about it. I'm Matt. I'm in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau. Go! The home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau. You may be a part of the show. You might like to do that. I would love for you to. I'd like to hear your voice today on a Friday. How you doing? Looking forward to the weekend? Give me a call on the Divini Equipment phone line. Divinity Equipment in Madison and Jackson. They're your Kubota dealer. Thought I heard a train there for a second. <laughs> yes, well, we're sitting on a railroad track right here. We literally are. If you're just tuning in, stay tuned. We'll prove it to you. <laughs> yeah, they're your Kubota dealer at Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. And uh, a week from today, yesterday and today, one week they're going to have the Kubota Field event. So next Thursday at Divinity Madison and next Friday, a week from today, Divinity Jackson. Live in-store demos on equipment. Chance to uh, get into the seat. Ride one before you buy it. That's what I'm talking about. Test drive. See how fast it'll go. Do some donuts. Wheelies. Throw rocks. Special event discounts. you got to come in to get those. You get a discount code when you come in. You're going to get up to $500 additional off select models. Some of those already have discounts going on. They'll have in-store giveaways happening, hourly door prizes. Lunch is going to be served. Did you hear me? Lunch! You're going to be there, right? <laughs> yeah, next Thursday for sure. I may be there Friday too, but I know next Thursday in Madison I'm planning on being there. And um, if everything goes according to plan. So we'll pal around and talk. You know, dad toys. That's what we'll do. We'll yeah, even, Thursday, coming up before you know it. We'll we'll put a um, we'll hold the microphone out and just crank up a uh, chainsaw. You know, just to see what it sounds like. 
That's what I'm talking about. We'll put that. We'll blast that all over WRKS. All right. Um, so the phone number six zero one nine nine five one zero five nine 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 five one zero five nine. Now here's what happened, Roger. Another example of selfishness. There's parallel parking right here beside the building. Raise your hand if you have no issues with parallel parking. I got mine up. I'm somewhere along the way learned to be an expert in the parallel parking. I can parallel just about anything. (laughs) Anyway, there's parallel parking. You have the big expedition, don't you? It's uh yeah it is uh huh but and it's not nearly as difficult to parallel and those those kind of things as you would think some of those bigger king cab pickups and that kind of thing anyway so I get out and uh, right in front of the door to the building on the side door of the building here somebody here who either lives in the upstairs of this building or works on the first floor has their extended cab pickup truck squarely taking up two parking spaces right in front of the door straddling i'm talking about one of the parallel park lines half his vehicles in one parking space and the other half's in the other and they're the two most premium spaces right in front of the door you want to see a picture of this <laughs> tweet it out i have tweeted it and i've gotten responses too so go look at my twitter feed i'm radio wyatt it was tweeted at 7:56 a.m. today and you there know what it Roger is would do? What would Roger do to that? Roger would just park the same way, right behind him. And and take up the other two spaces? Yeah. I'll yeah. leave half of mine for somebody else. Well see, but I couldn't. You couldn't <laughs> see you couldn't see behind there, but there's not he takes up half the space and then there's somebody in the next space, so there's oh. nowhere to get there behind him. And you'll see there in the front it goes up to the yellow lines. Uh or, or the yellow curb where you're not supposed to park if you're according to the rules. Now, there are a lot of people that use these spaces, but it's it's incredibly, incredibly, incredibly selfish. Go look at it yourself, at Radio White. What about, it's probably, like these... Probably parks in the handicap zone, too. Well, okay, and if you... You shouldn't do that if you don't have a handicap tag. Even if you have a handicap tag and you're not handicapped, because I'm going to be honest with you, there's a lot of those people out there. Borrow mama's car? Borrow mama's car because it's got a handicap thing hanging off the deal there. Ridiculous. Anyway, <laughs> here we are, Peter Griffin. This is what grinds my gears. It's like people going to the grocery store, or anywhere for that matter, and intentionally straddling the line on two parking spaces as to take up two. Think about the mindset of a person that thinks to themselves in their own brain, it triggers and it goes, you deserve more than anybody else to yourself your brain telling you you look in the mirror and you say you know what i deserve more than anybody else i'm i'm better well see the thing about Stuart smalley was he was getting himself he was talking himself up to everybody's level his he was saying i'm not worthless but i have value just like everybody else (laughs) People like this, who, for whatever reason, if it's the kind of car they drive or how lazy they are or something, that feel like they say to themselves, I deserve more than everybody else. 
I am better than everybody else. My vehicle should not have to come within the proximity of anybody else's vehicle because my vehicle is better than everyone else's. Who cares if the single mom has to walk farther and can't and has to cross the street to get in here? I'm going to park my white extended cab pickup truck straddling the parallel park lines and take up two spaces. We need solutions for what to do to these people. We can't citizens arrest. Maybe we, we maybe we ought to be able to put a wheel lock on the uh, on the wheel. Don't you, hey, retweet it and hashtag the Tupelo PD. I wonder if they could do anything about it. Yeah, sure they can. That's a public street. It is a public street. Public right away. It is. It definitely is. Yeah, right up to that building. All right. So here are some of the uh, Roger. You've seen the picture that I tweeted out. You um, have weighed in. Let me let me tell you some of the responses I got on Twitter from Mister E Science Theater. It says, "Well, maybe he's going to the eye doctor to correct his obvious nearsightedness." <laughs> Which I thought was a great response. I'm still not oh. sure. Now, some of these I can't read. That is that is so. I'm just looking at the picture again. Are you it's people? If you if you if you haven't gone to Radio Wyatt on Twitter, you, you're missing something this morning. You should have got one where you got that tag number, man. You well, can do that. You know? I know. Okay, and here's the thing about that. I know, and you know Brandon Walker, who's been on the show before and has the More Cowbell podcast. He comes in here and and uses part of this office too. He's seen that vehicle before, and he actually did respond and say he would like to point out that there's an old Miss tag on the truck. <laughs> Not that that has anything to do with it. All right. But, but school your people, old man. <laughs> but somebody on Twitter responded as they are Dodge Ram owner, and they responded and said, it's a GMC Sierra with a geriatric tailgate assist, so you know somebody driving it is over 50. <laughs> oh, Just don't do that. Consider others. You're not any better than anybody else, no matter what you drive, no matter what your situation is. Get in one parking space and leave the others for other people who may need to use them. If you are in pretty good health, let somebody else have the nearer park. Park at the end of the parking space and walk in. Stop being yeah. so selfish. Get a exercise, Lord Bucket. Exactly. You're over 50. You need it. <laughs> <laughs> Stick around. Here we go. Yeah. Hope your Friday is off to a good start. We've started around here. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. I got a, a, a response to the 
tweet there that showed the picture of the guy who took up two parking spaces on purpose. Uh, my initial tweet said this. There's lots of ways to be selfish, for example, parking. And then I quoted, selfishness ruins everything every time. <laughs> and uh, somebody named Abraham responded, I do not agree, and I'm sorry to contradict you. That's not being selfish. That's being an idiot. <laughs> uh, somebody tweeted a minute ago. They went and looked at it. You guys are listening. Y'all went and looked at it and responded. And said, Jared said, surely the extended cab was doing a 20-second run-in slash drop-off. Nope, it's still sitting out there. Rhett said, this dude leaves shopping carts stranded in the lot and probably kicks puppies. <laughs> you know, he takes puppies out to the country and leaves them. <laughs> and just drops them off. Well, now we're piling on, I guess. Maybe we, too. You know, I, I say that, you know, maybe we've all done it, but I just don't, I don't think I have ever knowingly just straddled the line on purpose and taken two spaces just because I think I deserve it. I, I just don't think I know I have knowingly done that. Let me let me ask you if this has happened to you yet. Have you pulled into a parking place, say you're pulling up to a building like like the parking lot we have here, which is just straight in. Yeah. And then you get out of your vehicle and you get up and go, Wow, there's eight feet in front of my vehicle. Yeah. That'll happen eventually. You know People, old people, you know, the, the death perception goes. And I can, I'm speaking as somebody who has bad vision. Mm-hmm. I have to be careful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Park another car in front of me accidentally. At right. least I'm not blocking a parking space behind me. I'm just actually blocking the travel lane. Yep. Um, let's see here. Bulldog Blitz on the text line, Roger says, biggest pet peeve of mine is people that can't park. He says, I wanted to start a Facebook page called Terrible Parking and post pictures of poorly parked vehicles. <laughs> and then he says, and I'll challenge you in a parallel parking contest. Better bring your A game. You, that's one, Look, I'm telling you, you cannot. Nobody can beat me in a parallel parking game. Can't well, while you're over at Divinity, let's get some cones and let's set it up. Amen. I'll do it. You can film it and bring See, on can, the challengers. We can do it in a zero turn. Mm-hmm. That would be easy <laughs> because they are, as they say, zero turn. They just, I mean, like back it in there and then turn a little 180 and you're parked. Man, why can't they do cars like that? Oh, I know. Well, maybe they will eventually. Uh, maybe they will. Maybe you don't want to do that maneuver at 70. <laughs> that, would end, that would end up happening. Yeah, that's true. We've all seen the Hollywood stunts where they pull that off, but you have to wonder how many times they had to do it, you know, to finally get it. Don't think they didn't screw it up several times before they finally got it right. Are you, are you talking about that? Was that an Ace Ventura pet detective? I think it they, was, yeah. Where the car that spun around three times and perfectly seg- segmented into a parallel parking spot sure. between. Yeah, that was. Yeah, <laughs> I, I believe that's right. Might have happened in one of the uh, National Lampoon's vacation movies, too, but I can't remember. Maybe the one, the European vacation. You have uh-huh. to check that out. Uh, it might have happened in those, two. But again, okay, it's just, it's strictly a public service announcement stop being selfish somebody was telling me one time about a local politician that people saw it all around town where they would park that politician would park that vehicle purposefully like park it illegally like taking up two three spaces straddling the lines parking in every handicap they just because they are who they are and they look at it that way 
That's just um, it's the wrong way to go through life. Got to consider other people. Be unselfish. And also another thing. <laughs> while I'm and on another thing, and another thing. Why Stay off of my grass? Why is there so? Why is it such a big deal to some people to get a premium parking space? Like, let's say you go to the grocery store and you ride and circle and wind through the lot back and forth until one of those front spaces comes open near to the front door. On a clear, sunny day. Why? Yeah. Seriously. I declared one day, I am done with the parking lot game, and yeah. I'll go out and park on the, yeah. Uh-huh. Park in the back. All right, look, I'm just going to be honest with you. My wife, the lovely homecoming queen. Uh-oh. Parking lot princess. She wants to be, it's, it's, it's a game to her. It's a competition it's something, it's a matter of principle, I think. And I think she, maybe she got it from her dad, my father-in-law, to if there is whatever space is the best space available, she thinks it's our job to make sure we find that one. My thing is, let's park out at the back where there's plenty of spaces and just walk up there because we will be in the door quicker than if we ride around here looking for the good spot. Can you let her drive and just drop you and the kids off at the door? <laughs> oh, we've done that. We've done that. So, see, my deal is I'm looking at it from a time thing. It's all about time to me. If I can park at the end of the lot and it actually take me less time to park out there and get in and out, that's what I want to do. For her, for her, it's a matter of principle, and that is we're going to find the best parking space in this lot, and we're getting it. <laughs> and you ought to hear her do the fist pump. When you turn the corner and there's that front space available, she's like, yes, go, go, go. There it is. Like, God, What happens when somebody swoops in there? Oh, boy. She, what's the reverse fist pump like? I, I don't want to be around when that happens. I don't want to see that. You ever have that happen, though? You got it. There you go. And yes. then, boom, somebody. Yeah. Uh, yes, and they just whip in right in front of you. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We've had that. <laughs> What kind of sticker do they have on their their vehicle? Yeah, right. Who are they a fan of? See, that's the other thing about it. Just like in this thread on my Twitter feed, this guy taking up two parking spaces with his truck, which looks like intentional. It's still sitting out there. (laughs) He's sleeping one off. (laughs) Uh, One of the responses, somebody that also works here, Brandon Walker, who said he wanted to point out that there's an Ole Miss tag on that truck. See, that's the thing. You're representing your school if you've had that at tag, right? At all times. At all times. At all times. I'll tell you what I did yesterday. I don't go through road rage. I really don't. Where you get mad and you start pulling off dangerous stunts and, like, flipping people off. Yeah. and that. I don't do that. But I, always, I do honk my horn to get people's attention if I see them paying attention to their phone while they're driving on the road. You ever uh, doing that, talking to yourself? Look at this guy. Yeah. He's, he's coming over. Yeah. Oh, here yeah. he comes. Here he comes. And sure enough. If you would signal, I'd let you in. Yeah, you get those things. I don't like being cut off, but I'm not going to throw a fit. But but I will use my horn. Let's just say if I'm sitting in a red light, you know, and the car in front of me, the light turns green, but they don't go. And I can see that they're looking down at their phone. Well, I'll honk the horn to get their attention, tell them to go. Get flipped off. Sometimes 
I'm in one lane, there's a car next to me in the other, and I'll look, and the woman is driving, going forward, looking down at her phone. I'll honk my horn to get her attention and get her eyes off her phone. Maybe that's the wrong thing to do, but I do it. And I'll be honest with you, I did it yesterday. (laughs) I did it yesterday. I was sitting behind someone at a red light. The light turned green. They didn't go, and I held off. I'm like, they're going to see it. They're going to see it. And finally, she saw it and started to go. We almost missed the light. We go about another three-quarters of a mile up there, and she's in front. And all of a sudden, the car, like there's no red light. We're just out in the open, and she really slows down for some reason. So I'm being safe. So I, I'm like, what? Is she stopping? So I eased over in the other lane, and when I did, I could see she's driving, looking down at her phone. And so I honked the horn, and she looks up real quick because, people, you need to have your eyes up looking at the road and the people around you when you're driving your car you're not in your own little world and phones will trick you into thinking that so we've had driving school for about an hour here and that's okay with me um you know it's just what happened today and yesterday driving school number one you're no better than everybody else my grandmother she's in heaven now my grandmother jewel wyatt would tell her children, and obviously my dad, one of those, he passed it on to me all his years growing up. And it w- she would say, nobody else is any better than you, and you're no better than anybody else. That, that pretty much lays it out there, doesn't it? That is a great philosophy, a starting point to go through life with. Nobody's I think society, though, is leaving that second part off. The messaging that, that kids are getting, is everyone's a winner. Right. Well, you, you know, you're awesome, so whether you win or not, you deserve a trophy. I don't agree right. with that. I don't I don't agree with that. Um Too much pressure. Yeah, achieving. Well, well, but see, I I think that in some ways pressure is a good thing. It's just a matter of learning how to deal with it. You know, but the idea, okay, you're no better than anybody else. You're not. But at the same time, nobody else is any better than you. We're all on the same level, man. You know, in a steal. Steel is very brittle until it's tempered in high heat. That's it. Stressed out. Pressure bust pipes. Well, all I'm saying is, you know, the whole golden rule, treat others the way you want to be treated. Do the same with parking. <laughs> all right, hour two, there's some sports in there. Y'all stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show.